record video of it. That's like the proof doing right random there. Stupid shit? Yeah. Doing random stupid shit. It's my middle name. Yep. Welcome back, ladies so, and gentlemen. Yep. Record that and then slap it together, make it a reel, and say, hey, this is my stunt reel. Oh, is that a video? What the fuck? Am I just chopped liver doing? Nice. What was that? Uh, it was a Missouri stunts. Missouri oh, stunts. Yeah, well, you can slap that together, make it a reel, and market it. Honestly. Kind of hilarious. That's how it works. My cell phone was like. Oh, was it sizzling? My. You know. All right. I'll edit all that. So 57. Okay. And we'll do a re intro. He's a script supervisor. <laughs> Greg, who had the horse in your house? My mom. My mom. All right. Three, two, one. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Across the Bar. So after a slight little uh, smoky treats and some beverages, we are back at it. All right. We're going to play rock, paper, scissors right now. Oh, oh no, gosh. you can't. All right, see, fine. How about gonna, this? Wait, Frank. No. Pick a number between one and five. No, wait. Is there? Is that possible? One to six. One to six. Sure. One and six. How many people do we oh. need for three people? Seven. Seven. Thank you, Will. What? Okay. Pick okay. a number between one and seven. I got one. Are we? Are we like gonna hold up the no. number? No. Did you guys Wait. guess one? I'm thinking right Frank's now. Okay. Frank's gonna decide. Okay, I got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I got another. So let's close our eyes, hold up the number that we picked, and then Frank will tell us who's closest. Good thinking. Okay. All right. All right. One, two, three, go. Greg. Woo! Hit it spot on. Hell yeah. Nice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my eyes were open the whole time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Space Force. Let's get into Space Force. Oh, the show or like the actual military the branch? The Air Force branch, yeah. Um... I've had a couple of Marines who have applied for that, actually. Oh, um, no shit? Yeah. And it seems like a really tight-knit group to try to get into. Uh, the one that I remember specifically because he was in my platoon, he was a reserve side, and he was trying to, like, move active duty in the Space Force. I don't think he made it. Um, but it was like he used me as a reference just because I was I and I side, and I guess our word holds more weight, but it seems like a really legit program to get into right now just because there's so so many opportunities and like that branch is so young to see like what what it can become, you know, because if if I had the opportunity to go to space and like be part of something that's similar to the International Space Station and just just live up there, like that would be so amazing. But I know that there's so many other jobs like communication, uh, aeronautics, like all that stuff. A lot of, yeah, defense there's, stuff too, yeah. Yeah, there's, and um, there's just so much that goes into that branch besides being the guy that's, you know, putting a rocket and, and oh, yeah, lives in space. Like, yeah. But that would totally be cool to be part of that. Um, I think right now I'm pretty satisfied with just sticking around in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I'll put in an application for Space Force anytime soon. But I thought about it, just, it dude. It's so cool. So the cutoff is 37. Yeah. And you can go in even as a civilian, but enlisted is 37. Okay. But my scores wouldn't be high enough. The only, the most like local branch is in like Oklahoma. Okay. So, but yeah, like I legitimately thought about going into it, but then they're like, cause I went for like a leadership and like an engineer kind of thing or whatever. Cause like I'm pretty mechanically like inclined, like I could, I could figure it out. You know what I mean? And yeah. So, but- Putting together a Ford isn't anything like putting a rocket together, you know? Well, no, but I'm saying, like, I'm so mechanically inclined, I can figure that out. You think so? Guaranteed. <laughs> There's not a doubt in my mind, dude. Okay. Guaranteed. I trust you. If you're in the Space Force, how often do you get to go to space? Well, I don't know. I think it depends on your job. Like, how often yeah. do you get deployed? 
Yeah. Okay. So you that's like I mean? specialized. Do they do it for training? Yeah. They'd be like. Do they go to space? Ooh, how? Yeah. How do you do a field op? Yeah. That's you would think right? you would do dry like runs of it, like runs of launching, and or is that too expensive? Well, no. I, uh, like NASA does all that kind of stuff already, like dry runs of like what G force feels like. So and... Space Force doesn't. I'm sure that they do. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Have you guys heard of the company that does the private? Um, you can go to low Earth orbit and come back. What, like SpaceX or the thing that Bezos did? No, it's ah, fuck me. I I'll have to. I mm. this just came up and hit my while you guys were speaking. Um, <laughs> so you ever heard of a dude? Something they like? They're on Snapchat. Like dude, perfect. Perfect dude. Dude Oh, yeah, dude perfect. Like, they do all the trick shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I seen this, like, this short little YouTube video, and he went, I can't remember the name. I think it was a Dragon X, you know, uh, fuselage or whatever Mm -hmm. capsule Mm -hmm. thing, but they had, like, a weird dome thing up top to where it was basically like a giant mushroom, like a circular mushroom, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, it was all glass. So they got into space, and it came, like, the thingy look, and they're like, oh, we're in space, and they came back down. It's all low. That's like, pretty cool. Yeah, they never like ejected out though. It was always connected, so it was just like up, down. That's all. Mm-hmm. But, but still, that's like I would totally right. Do but like yeah, that. like so, dude, perfect. They showed a thing of like him going through like you go through like a little astronaut boot camp thing. Like it's like three month long process, mm-hmm. kind of get you utilized to it or used to it. Yeah. But I don't. I don't imagine it's fucking like fifty thousand dollars or more probably. Oh shoot! But yeah. like eight people go up at the same time. You're like, it's like a big carnival ride. Just yeah, a lot more expensive and deadly. <laughs> do you guys think it's worth it to do for yourselves or I mean if you got $50,000 later around or however so. much it costs like Might as well, it's not right? like spending $10 to ride cyclone at Coney Island you know yeah. bing bong but think about it this you get a, like a different perspective you'll never ever see in your life again that's true and it is a once like in a lifetime probably perspective right? oh I wish I knew your joke buddy I'm sorry dude I it, fucking... it's so funny but it's only funny to New, York, New Yorkers so mm. my bad you, you can go ahead and show them the stupid origin video no it. it's it's not worth but your time but did you guys ever see 2001 Space Odyssey by Stanley Kubrick is that movie the musical kind of no thing? no it's like actually it's, the, it's the most obelisk. quiet it's the most quiet i thought movie. it had like a lot of instrumentals mm, it yeah, does yeah, have yeah. some yeah That's it does meant, and but... unique instrumentals too particular yeah. too like that movie made those instrumentals iconic. Yeah, I forget that's what, which Yeah, song. that's what I meant by musical. Like, I think it's, it's do, 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 do. I think that's in it, or no? It might something be. like that, though, along no. those lines. I think it's we like, played it in band, didn't we? Do, I no, think we Space so. Odyssey. Yeah, they showcased. So the, it's like the. I mean, burr, 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 yeah. Oh, and yes. like it's all intense and the yeah. T- the yeah, yeah. oh boom, man boom, boom, if you watch the boom. just the first scene of that movie you'd be like yo what the fuck is this it's like <laughs> these gorilla people fighting over this bone the yeah it's first the bone because it, it's like a tool and that's like right, the realization the that i can use something that's outside of my body right. as a weapon and then they see this obelisk uh, this like, giant yeah this giant rock and then they're like dancing around, like because it like, just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, but that's like the tricky. intro to the movie. Well, I never actually watched probably beyond that. What what's the whole thing behind the movie? Itself? Um, I think like it's been a long time since I've seen it, but mm. the main takeaway was like you can make something that is beyond your control, right? Because in Space Odyssey, the the computer on the spaceship was named HAL, and I mm-hmm. think it's it's an acronym for something. I don't remember, but Hal was telling the crew members, like, no, I'm in charge now for the greater good of you. So, like, if you've seen the movie Mm WALL-E, it's a lot like the same thing. Like, that computer was telling the captain, no, I'm in charge now. Like, we're staying in space. And the the computer Hal was saying, like, the same thing to its crew members. Yeah, well, there, but there's, like, a weird element to it at the end. The ending is, like, different. And I don't even remember the ending. Well, the ending, it has to do, like, you see a guy dying in his bed and then the rebirth, like, the rebirth of a baby, in a sense, that's a planet, which is, like, kind of the most trippy part of it all. Like, what does that mean? What sense, what symbolism does it have? So I think... Oh, shit. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's thought-provoking. And I know that he was trying to, like, symbolize something because Stanley Kubrick does that. He's that type of director that, like symbolizes shit like the shining is full mm-hmm. of symbology did you guys hear about that 
it's like really about Native American genocide. Like that's the true meaning of it, huh. apparently. Oh, because it's supposed to be on like a barrel ground or well, something. Well, they snuck it in there. Yeah. Like in many ways that a lot of people don't realize at first until you really sit down and look at it. And that was this director's like way of making art in a sense. So I don't know. It's weird. Can it's you go back neat. to the point you just made before no. that though? Nope. I totally forgot. Me too. Damn it. <laughs> I, I, I wanted okay. to tag off of that because it's I felt okay. like that had a good tag. Anyways. Well, we wrote. I wrote a list of some things. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, go ahead. What do you got? I got some topics, like just some questions, I guess. Yeah. I would have like from a female perspective, like about monogamy and mating for life creatures. Like, why are some creatures like that, Mm -hmm. like birds, right? Like some parrots and stuff, and like, how does it reflect for humans? You know, like that's just number one. How we can tie back to how. <laughs> like how other, I guess they're not mammals. What are birds? Uh, infid- no. Well, do you believe but that anyways. like humans are monogamous creatures, or are they kind of like being a ca- carnivore versus like a vegetarian? Is it a choice? You oh, know? okay. Like, like I feel what's like meant to be. Yeah, I feel like humans have over time chosen to mostly be monogamous. Like there are some religions that mm-hmm. don't adhere to that but i feel like humans inherently want someone that they are with and they are a like partnership and work out like a one together like you you make this family with this one person kind of thing and i feel like most humans feel that way like they want that kind of connection with a singular other person but is is it a social construct? Like, yeah, do do curious. I think that way because of the way that society has portrayed like the nuclear family? I don't know. <laughs> like, that's that's a hard question to answer. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because well, if that was the only way, though, once you got divorced or ever, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you ever got divorced, you would never remarry. Mm. Well, I think that's Point. you deciding that that partnership that you were striving for just didn't work out you know because like my parents are divorced and i feel like that's the best thing that they could have ever done well yeah, yeah exactly because, so yeah because yeah. they just picked the wrong person at a well, young age well i don't know i i think that well, people change right yeah. people change sometimes and you outgrow each other at mm-hmm. times too and like sometimes you can't deny that that's the reality of it and it's a hard pill to swallow yeah but, that's why i think that it kind of goes back to where maybe we're not Technically, we think at the time, and whatever that time is worth or those years or whatever with that person, that's beautiful and that's great. But all things die, you know. Yeah, what I mean, like that's true. No matter what it is, that's you're always. You might not be at one time having multiple relationships, and like how some people are on like Tinder and shit. They're all like, I got a steady, but I also want an Eddie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you get, <laughs> I've like, never heard that, but well, yeah. I just said that like part of. But okay. I've yeah. multiple women that I've talked to on Tinder though. They're all like, I'm already in a committed relationship. Everything's golden, but you know, also they they're like open about everything. But, so, I mean, it's nice to be open about that kind of thing, but that's really messed up on their part because they're probably not sharing that with their whatever they're calling no, I their think partner. Everybody, a lot of people are more open to it though. Yeah, right I know now. some success stories yeah. in which that has happened through communication. Like they would they would both see other couples and like yeah. in, involve themselves in even more like six you know couples at once or whatever people that were all down for that mm-hmm. and like i don't know that's just some people's thing i guess that's how they get excitement and who are we to judge you know maybe that's not for everybody i feel like but, i don't judge that kind of thing yeah. but but it's not something that i feel like i would ever be interested in because it's just a little taboo for our culture for maybe sure. I think that's a lot of it, but I'm like how I'm shocked by it too, because it's hard for a woman to watch. Like I've never watched my loved one, right? My man yeah, like, have sex with another girl, so right. there's some jealousy and like insecurity issues that you have to be confident in before you can indulge in that, yeah, <laughs> and like not cause problems in the relationship, you know? No, that's for yeah, because <laughs> I, I've seen it go multiple ways, I guess, with yeah. people, but. In a way, or in a weird way, like that's how we are. Though, like if you get divorced, right, then you go dating and everything else, like that. Like, what's the difference between dating and then having multiple relationships? I think the level of commitment is the but biggest. But it's not wrong. I don't think that it's. I don't wrong think dating is wrong. Yeah. yeah. Or like even, I don't know. If you're forming bonds, how, who are you to know like 
which one's going to blossom, I guess, at that stage. Oh, yeah, exactly. So where's the cutoff, though, on that, though? Hmm. I don't know. Is it a natural feeling where you're like, you know what? I would rather not see anyone else. I just enjoy your company the most. Is that when you know or? Yeah, I I feel like committing to something like that is... Well, because it's something that you feel, and like even if you're wrong, then it that ends up in a divorce later. Like it's something that you have mm-hmm. to genuinely feel that you you are confident with sharing your life with that person, like mutually. You know? But yeah. sometimes yeah. it is indulgence. You know, it's indulgence in sex, and it's easy to do. I think from some people's moral perspective, I see it. Like it's it's common. You know, like. You you decide what your decision is through sex. Well, like, I guess I don't know what indulgence means. I like yeah, people choose to keep those relationships and maybe not have a cutoff point where they just kind of prolong like these on the side and then like this right. too. Some people do make that choice, and I yeah. find that fascinating and just like a lot to deal with. I would never want to juggle. That's too much like effort. <laughs> Oh no, yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, I feel you on that. But I just more and more people I talk to online, Mm -hmm. that's how everybody is. It seems like, 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 yeah, I don't know. I, I always bitch about how hard it is being single. Like, especially now that I'm getting into age where I'm like, I'm either too old to talk to you, or you know, like I'm going to be a stepdad, and I don't want either one of those. So, (laughs) oh no, I'm just like, you know, and I don't go out. So, anyways, but like, so that's like my thing on Tinder. Everyone's like, you just. Join the club. We all we fuck on Saturday, but if you ain't weird like us, you ain't in the club. And I'm like, damn it, Robert fucking jizzed on my back last month. I ain't um, doing that shit again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not ready to get that intimate with my neighbor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's what I'm maybe. saying. Like, I don't know, but everybody seems anymore. I don't know if it's from educational. Like, maybe it's not the school systems or whatever. But like, you know how like everything you have to just be. Pro whatever anymore. Oh, you know pro what I mean? whatever. So, do you think people are getting more their, you know, like I'm this or that, like their their titles? Oh my goodness. Or whatever. Well, because you... of I feel like there's a really loud small populace in the United States that is making it very hard to accept people for who they are anymore because they they're so set on making an equal outcome instead of equal opportunity. You well, know. there we go back to Jordan Peterson, right? Kind of, yeah. I mean, and, oh, yeah, um, that, he preaches about that a lot. Well, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, but yes, oh my gosh, let's not deny the fact that New York is like a hotbed for that type of ideology. Yeah, exactly. And I yeah. do believe it's extremely dangerous, and it's targeted to the youth, you know, like in schools, the teachers, the things that you're hearing in the world. I mean, this is a lot you know heavier in a sense but like don't you guys see it too like the world is changing yeah and i think that that's breeding a really weak form of person at this point because like i don't think that you have to spank your kids to make them uh you know grow up to be a productive adult in society but there's a lot of things that we're coddling kids now and it it's it's not producing a functional person by the time that they're an adult. Well, you know, mm-hmm. it's they're like straight up trying to brainwash them too with this like agenda, this choice of like confusing. Do you guys feel similarly? I don't mean to like talk down, but like I do <laughs> mean to talk down on it because it's like you can't put those choices like in front yeah. of children overtly. I knew nothing about my teachers growing up. I don't need to know certain things that like happen behind closed doors with you. I think that that's inappropriate, you know. Yeah, like you it's can like, know why you're... is it necessary? And it just makes gives me leaves me with a weird feeling considering all the rest that's going on too, yeah. you know, behind the scenes. And you can know your teacher's favorite color or what they drive. Yeah. But like it's so it it's so unnecessary to know their sexual affiliation, mm-hmm. especially like if you're a kindergarten teacher or a right. third grade teacher what even. about the carpenter teacher that was transgender and got the big old fake have you heard about I that i that. think that I he's doing that. that to gain attention that's like for satire. how ridiculous Wait, which guy the guy it, with the fake was, silicone titties yes yeah. and they were like big old grandma hang right. by your but knees come on man that's not even right like why are you putting like titties on display like that in it's, front of like you so know what I, I mean? think it's With because no bra, he's like even more inappropriate. No, he's trying to draw attention to how ridiculous all these standards are for 
this, how the teachers, school system has to accept them. how they have to accept them. I think that's his point. I don't know if he's actually like if this is what he believes that he is. If he is, you know, maybe you shouldn't be a teacher. Well, but. the thing is that it's an unnecessary caricature of a female. Like, it's just over the top. And that's yes. my thing. It's like you're not representing women. You're resen- representing... You're doing it in a clownish way. Yes. And it almost is fucking offensive. I, it's like you disgust. It or is. Like, it exactly. does not look... So how do you take... I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, yeah. how do you like take to transsexual, you know, individuals? Men trying to... I guess trans... I don't fucking care like, what they say. If they're, what are they going to kick me off my four episodes? I have yeah. fuck them. But men who dress like women... How how do you accept that? Like, how is that in your culture? You know, it's funny because, like, in the film industry, there have been men who doubled women, stunt men who have doubled women, and it has been a problem. But now it actually happens where women double men, like boys and stuff, because you know they're skinny and shit. I think that's always happened through history, though. But yeah, like the Japanese and everything. But look, like at the end of the day, sorry, at the end of the day. No, you're going to die. And what are you going to be identified as? Whatever your remains are, they're going to know it's a female. They're going to know it's a male, you know, at the mm-hmm. in, through, like, science and biology. So I wouldn't deny that biological aspect. You're always going to be, like, a man. And there's so many, like, factors, too, like sports and shit as a measure of it. Yeah. You know, like totally. Body genetics. And, I mean, yeah. I don't know. What do you guys you, so, it's so I, I think? It's so weird yeah. to me that I it's have hard some... to even explain. Go ahead. No, I... you go ahead. You have some no okay fine i'm sorry but yeah. <laughs> well, almost i got inspired like i felt like i was almost on their like the other side looking at you and like even yeah. though like i i felt like i could piggyback off what you're saying how you are what you are at the end of the day like they're gonna you know yeah the whoever the what the funeral guy the well they can identify the, your remains, yeah the like. court the what the fucking did you almost say corman yes but the, what the, the, buddy, fuck, buddy. the doctor the are you okay fucking i, I don't know and Huh? Corner. The corner. Yes. Yeah. God bless America. <laughs> that was just fun to watch, honestly. Yeah. Well, fuck you, Bo. I have to, that's a lot of editing I got to do right there. Okay. Okay. Damn. Write like, it down. Yeah. So this great guy's retarded, right? No. But anyways, so like the corner is going to be the end of the day. He's going to be like, yeah, that's a ding dong. That's not. But if you feel like at the end of the day, what's it matter to you, me, Santa Claus, Jesus, Sonobolo so, down the road? Honestly, ah. it doesn't matter to me what you personally feel like. Yeah, like you go ahead and do you. But as but, long as you're not like messing with the opportunities of others, like that's where yeah. I start to like draw the line. That's and actually especially a constitutional like with, right with the Bill of Rights. <laughs> with, with the sports and like young men competing against young biological women. Yes. I think that's incredibly messed up like if if you go through that transition i feel like there's and this is totally inclusive i think that there should be a separate league of like <laughs> male female transgender dude i would fucking watch that i'd fucking i'd sponsor one of those fucking yeah. teams right dude. and but it's it's for me that's acknowledging like okay you are doing this change but right yeah you have way more or way less uh aptitude for this sport just because you were born the way that you were born and mm-hmm. no one's hating on you for that like yeah. and i think it's awesome that you have decided like that's a totally right. different subject the, the way that we decide now as a society like what you want to be <laughs> but if you've decided this if it's something true in your heart like you feel like you were born in the wrong body and mm-hmm. maybe you've gone through therapy that's confirmed it then cool but you're not going to compete against the biological sex that you're trying to convert yourself to. Isn't it silly how we have to be so How I have afraid. to put all those caveats yeah. to that? We yeah. can't just speak openly. We can speak openly on my podcast. Guess what? Fuck them. But honestly, that's it is how I feel. Like well, no, that's I it. think yeah, that you exactly. need to do yeah. therapy but to we're make all sure brainwashed that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I that think this they, is exactly what you want. They introduce confusion kind of early on by giving it as like another option, which is hard to wrap your brain around because it's not the majority of what you see as a kid so when somebody's like yeah you can be whatever and like then your mind is like it's like santa claus like holy shit how is that real and then start to believe it and it kind of shapes your mind and i think that it promotes a dysphoria because that's kind of what i believe that it is you know and we don't talk about as the people who want to like regress from that um 
from the gender transition. So people who have like killed themselves and like yeah. you know wanted to detransition, there is a high number of that because we all go through struggles as teenagers. And the oh, thing yeah. is that that's who they are targeting is the youth. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like we all kind of fucking go through trying to fit in. We're growing into our adult bodies. And of course, we're going to have a little dysphoria one way or another. Like, shit, I'm fucking ugly. Like that realization, you know, of like awkwardness or whatever. So but the- they inc- like putting that on the table makes people want to choose that. Like, oh, that must be what it is because I don't fit in. I must be, you know, a different gender or something to feel comfortable in my body. I'm like. I don't know. I feel like they do. Sorry. You can no, you're good. I was gonna, no, you're good. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. I was just going to, everything you said, I was going to see if with you and like the female, you know, culture or whatever, do you feel that it's more present with females than it is males feeling that they need to, you know, transition one way or the other? Like, you know, if I need to conform to something. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. really like society makes like there's the pressure there. Like, one girl starts doing it. Well, fuck it. Becky Sue, and she got a lot of money, and, you know, her family's well off, and she's doing that. I better do it, too. You know, so everyone, like, tries to... Yeah, like, I didn't know if it was more, like, socially like that. You know what I mean? I don't don't know. It could be. It could be. With just our youth, maybe. Yeah, that could be a factor in it as well, I think, for sure. I don't think there's one answer. I think that it's a multitude of factors, if anything. Right. You know, and that's probably one of them. What do you think causes the factors, though? Of what? Of, of giving us where growing up, this has never been a hot topic. Right, this hasn't been. Well, I think media. I think media. Exactly. Is so we're blame. Where's and the like, agenda, though? Obviously, like the government controls media. The media is a whole branch of. It's a family. A lot of them are even married together. There's oh, yeah. a whole fucking tree of it. And I think <laughs> that some like uh, social media outlets have made it more desirable to have, uh, not. These illnesses or these these things that are wrong with you because people are more sympathetic to you if there's something wrong, right? Like, if I break my leg, everyone's going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry you broke your leg. Hope you get better soon kind of thing. But the same thing kind of happens with, like, oh, I, I don't feel comfortable in my body. I think I'm a boy and I was born a girl. And people will be sympathetic to you and you're going to get way more attention than what? you would have if you just would have born would have grown up to be quote unquote normal right mm-hmm. and i feel like tiktok and instagram and and facebook have made all these things like the yeah i feel like all these social media things have made it like more <laughs> interesting to have these mental illnesses so because they're getting more attention people are thinking wow i could get that attention if if I say I have these things, uh, and I don't know, uh, man. I think that the honestly, can I go ahead and say this? I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I think that 1920 in, in our nation, yeah, yes, there was like a group of wealthy scientists that got together and they determined that um, they can they can control the population through sterilization in okay. our nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. You heard about that? Okay, now yeah, keep reminding and, me though. You're doing. And good. then, well, and then like somewhere around like 1930 something, 32, 34, um, Hitler was elected in the free election, and he adopted the ideologies of our nation through that selection, through that type of. Uh, n- Election. So they would like deem people feeble minded and unfit to procreate and they would sterilize them in our country. And like, I didn't hear shit about this growing up. I had no idea. And you look at some of the, the companies that are involved in that, and some of them are still around. Well, and I mean, people are still around. And who's that 92 year old politician that's like, oh, George Soros, George who has Soros. been funding all the He's DA. not a politician. He's not. He's, He's just a rich guy. And yeah, you know how guy. he got his money from the rich? Tell him. What? You know about him. He was was a Jewish gentleman, right, who killed or gave up his fellow people. Yeah, he's a rat. Yes. The worst of the worst. The true version of it. Have you heard of Project Paperclip? Yeah. Have you heard of Operation Mockingbird? Things like that. That was actually one one of the things on the list. So, you know, ideas about the idea of conspiracy. How's our nation doing? And does any of it matter? You know. You want to get into that? Well, I think that we're going in that direction. Yeah, conspiracy. Conspiracy. Let's get into it. Even the the idea of conspiracy, the creation of the word conspiracy, created by the CIA. Was that after uh, JFK, right? 
you know, oh man, I think that's okay, what it, I can't cite any of this because I don't know, but no, that's your, your fact. That's what it happened after that because it became a conspiracy theory right. about the multiple shooters, yeah, thing. Like, so that's when the, the CIA came up the with term. the term, right, yeah. to make it seem very far fetched and, yeah. and easy to sell as false accusations. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, yeah, boom. what do you guys think of that? You think that I think the government's been lying to us for years about everything. And actually, mm-hmm. I thought that came out with the JFK files that mm-hmm. the CIA actually was involved with killing JFK. <laughs> yeah, man. But like, I don't know. Did you guys just see um, the Ghislaine Maxwell? Like, she spoke mm-hmm. recently. Did you see it? Was yeah, she-, she was like in jail, uh, talking yeah. on the phone. Like, I don't think he killed himself. He was right. about to Epstein. like try a plea deal uh, yeah epstein didn't mm. kill himself and she was like saying this so boldly and it's like she's saying what all the american american people were thinking like yeah it kind of seems kind of weird that like, there's a clinton body count for a reason yeah yeah that's the correlation it's like they can take i feel like they can take people out as necessary you know what blows my mind is back whenever hillary and trump were like running for office or you know presidency or whatever yeah my dad was like telling me he's because my my family lived in Little Rock for a while before they came to Missouri, like that's okay. where my sister's well my middle sister was raised. Anyways, so like dad would tell me like when he was living there he's like those Clintons he's like I'm telling you son they're bad people. I'm like this is like he, how did he know? Well he lived there but like my dad was this was like his dying days like he had only a few weeks and he was like this was going on and he would tell me like whatever you do son like don't let her in like don't let her in vote vote vote. And he was like, because like he knew about the Clinton body count, the two boys that they fucking killed and put on the train tracks because fucking the cocaine fucking thing. That movie that, uh, what's American Made? American Made. That's about that, uh, what's the governor of Arkansas? Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, and what, what happened? I never saw that. Basically, movie. what was happening was a lot of drugs and weapons were getting imported. Arkansas? Arkansas, if you're from around there. Sorry. Oh, really? But, like, yeah, well, why a small town? Why target a small town like that? Well, why? That because get... there's no one around. Exactly. I mean, that, why do you think the cartel are all the way up this way? Oh, my way? God, that makes so much sense. Yeah. It really does. There's a lot of fun. To target. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think I was, I was telling you about this. Like, I feel like the reason that crime in the Midwest is so – it's – Per capita, it's more than what is in the big cities, and I think that's because like more people think that they can get away with it. Is that true? Well, you think? I think it's government. Yeah, St. Louis is more dangerous operated. than New York. No shit. She corrected no. me on it, and I yes. But per capita, if you think of where's the like, it's kind of yeah. like here's Kansas City, right? But then you have Liberty, you have like fucking Lee Summit, you got fucking Harrisonville, you got all these all those townships are the same thing as Kansas City, though. Right, yeah, exactly. The same thing that Kansas you would City call- as a whole. So is New York so, the same way? Yes. Well, look, my well, my question. But we is, call them boroughs. Well, who do you think? Who do you think is like allowing them to come in? Do you think that? Like the government. What ca- who, who to come in? The cartel and like push drugs and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, because that's why Trump and all of them were trying to – or uh, so Trump made what a uh, FD12 or something where they couldn't seek asylum for – I don't know. There's something that was just recently going on politically. I could – let me Google it so I don't, I don't, don't talk about it. okay. But like what do you think? Because I heard about that in the 80s in black neighborhoods trying to corrupt black neighborhoods crack they've crack. always been against the black neighborhoods well, of course. the man has always been trying to fucking like yeah. limit them down make sure. them into some kind of like independent thing it's been fucked the whole thing's been fucked from the get-go whoever started fucking democracy democracy exactly no democracy and like politics and things like that you know well, like it's all been a jam joke yeah and it's like the perfect pawns for communism in a sense because it's like here feed off do you guys think i'm crazy or am I, should i shut up no we're going go yeah, yeah go speak. well like it aren't they though because it's like here's here's the crumbs like have some crumbs and you guys like rely on us and feed off of us in a sense, yeah like right? those kinds of neighborhoods like you rely on the crumbs and like you're just waiting for the government to they keep to continue giving those but they they made that right with like how do you feel with like food like stamps ebt cards all that stuff that's so i think that's subsidies. a great program if it's used correctly and i feel like most of the people because i remember Ooh, I feel like it was while I was still in high school or something like that. I can't remember what what I was doing, but there was some chick in Gallatin that was like, I'm not doing this ever again. Like, I'm going back on food stamps because, like, she didn't want to work anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
well, you're able-bodied. Like that's that's your job as an American citizen is to continue working, right. you know, because you're able to. Right. And I don't, I don't think she had any kids. It was just like that's the way that she was brought up is on food stamps, mm-hmm. and just didn't want to do the things that were required required of her as a functional citizen. And it's like how can how can you choose to do that? That doesn't make sense. But the people who are unable to, mm-hmm. I think getting food stamps and EBT, whatever is great because right. like we, we do, we need like, to care for America to, yeah. and its citizens. And like, if you can't do those things then you should, you know, have some help. Mm-hmm. But if you choose to not to, I think that's, you shouldn't get anything. Right. It, it's said how the, the social normity, like, especially like I've experienced that. Like whenever I was living like with some of my family down in the city, that's how they were. Like they would trade food stamps. They would sell food stamps. Like that was like, here, take my card. You got some money on that guy. Like, go get it. Like they'd be hustling and bustling with that. Yeah. You know, it's almost like another currency. It's like, yeah. so they never wanted to go above and beyond that. Cause they knew that was consistency in their life. They're, they knew they were going to get that. And mm-hmm. so it's almost like the government, like, like gave them that dependency on them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of like yeah. seeking ambition to go doing something else. And I don't have any room to talk, but I'm not on that kind of, you know, assistance and I'm not dogging on it either. Cause that's how I got all my teeth fixed when I was a kid. I, I got on that myself. Okay. Like I know it's a real yeah. program. It's a good program right. for the people who actually utilize it for being a real program. But yeah. then you get the fucking leeches in the world and they'll fucking just munch on it all day. And there's so many leeches. Like there's so many people who are sucking the life out of that program and making it not worth it to the people who actually need it. Right. It, it's, I don't know, it's fucking horrible. I'm <laughs> sorry, right. I went on well, a tangent there. I don't know. That's all right, dude, because right. I, I feel like we're all kind of on the same page with all of that. So. Yeah. Well, if money was no object, what would be your ideal way of life? You stole my question. That was my million-dollar question. If you had a million dollars, what would you do? Same thing. Oh, man. Well... I'd put a I got even Chevy better. motor in a Ford. It's I'd no fucking object. murder my friend Bo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, like I would, I, I would probably have a house on water that is the ocean, and I don't really care east or west coast. And I would, I would just love to just tinker. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would tinker. have, I would have a garage with cars that I tinker with. And I would have a boat and just be able to just relax, you know. And if money wasn't a thing, I would just constantly be pumping out cars. And just because that's what I enjoy doing, like, I don't want it to be my job. I would never own a garage because if I was working on something for someone else, I feel like I wouldn't feel the same kind of satisfaction from it. It fucking sucks. Exactly. And with all the stuff that I own, I feel like it's just really fun to have it, to own it, to understand it. And... That'd be your thing. That would be my thing. Yeah. Like if, if money wasn't a problem in my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. What about, what about you, Chelsea? Yeah. I think I would like start a community, a whole community or not just me, but like if money was no object for everyone else too, like, couldn't we start a community and like just live and you know, because what's the point? It's like, like a commune. Do things like that a hippie you community? well, like do things like what's the purpose of life? Doing things that you love and like all these resources here, they're put here for us, right? Even mm-hmm. if, especially if you believe in like you know, if you're spiritual in a sense, it's like they're perfect fit for us. Why should we have to work to sustain? Why should we have to work to pay for a, a tomato for food for anything like that when it's like given from the earth? Like if we all took time to do it. Like old days in a sense. I don't know. I, I feel like That's part nice. of that, like the reason that people don't do it is just because of kind of the inconvenience. And for us living in New York, like you well, straight up don't have the space to do it. There's you know? a commune within Memphis, Missouri that's started by a New Yorker. The, the really? Well, I don't know. If, cause she then, made a bunch of money in the stock market. She well... That's pretty neat. Really? Yeah. But like, yeah, holistic idea. I don't know. I mean, I guess everyone pulls together in a way. Yeah, and that, that would be in a very small aspect of like why I think that 
able-bodied Americans should work because yeah. like that's you're doing your part right. for America right. but in that the small commune life? like not yeah. to go sit in an office and like a cubicle yeah, no and one, shit and like nobody waste wants to your sit life in an away office. you forget yes. how many years you spent it's like just wasting your fucking life sitting at a po- job itself. that has nothing to we're the ones who designed that job that it's job so serves no purpose you. other than to satisfy another need. It's so bad you know for I mean? you. I think, yeah. I think it cuts years off of your life and it, it affects your oh quality of life. Yeah, that's it. 100%. I'm telling you. Yeah. And that's why I could never do a job like that because I, I wouldn't feel like I was contributing to anything bigger. You know, I think yeah. that's probably why I've stuck with the Marine Corps also for this long is just because like I know that I'm helping the community around me or I'm helping Marines around me and, and I'm like making these lifetime friendships that I know not that I'm asking anything from them, but it's like, those are life experiences that I know I could never have anywhere else. No, dude, I miss it a hundred percent myself. Like, cause I yeah. think about those, like just stupid stories, man, just stupid things. And I mean, it's not just like, the stories, but like I reach out to people yeah. that I've met years and years and years ago. And it's just cause like we had such a connection and mm-hmm. what are the, what are the odds that we would be, and working in the same spot together and, and, you know, have all these values in common. And like, right. now I just want to go visit you because you made that impact on my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's like hundred percent. That's it, dude. And I, I didn't mean like, you know, um, cliche or anything, you know, like I meant like genuine, like, yeah, you make those relationships with people that, yeah. you, know, like, you, hmm. you know, you never think against, I don't know. Yeah. And like seeing you near Camp Lejeune, like that was wild because it was, it was like a a two for one. Like you're, you're part of this gun club with me now, you know, and then I get to see you out there. It was the coolest thing ever. And like, I wasn't like crazy close to Mitchell, but like to see him whenever I was on camp, uh, Johnson, I think, yeah, I think I was stopping by because I was in Sergeant's course and he was there because he was in the schoolhouse and I slammed on my brakes, saw him and I was like, Hey boot, get in the car. And he's like, I don't think I'm allowed to. And I was like, get in the car (laughs) and just to like see someone from your hometown and like share an experience as I bring him back to the barracks, you know, like that was just incredible. Dude. Dude, Yeah. That's, I miss some of those. Like, honestly, I, I think my life is like a yearbook kind of thing or like a photo, like a photography book, you know? And I, I kind of flip back my head, you know, kind of slow flipping pages. But, mm-hmm. you know, I flip a page back and I think of the Marine Corps years. And I'm like, God damn, like, I hate it the whole time. I wanted nothing to but, but be out of that motherfucker. And then I'm like, you know what? But some of my craziest stories happened while I was in that. You know, my fucking, the whole time my dad was dying, I didn't know it. But I was out having the time of my life with just people I never thought I'd... I got friends, like you said, just all around the world. Like, I got more Mexican friends than I do fucking anybody else because I think the Mexican... Or the Marine Corps is made of half percent fucking Mexicans, Filipinos, and blacks. You know, then the white guys get sprinkled in on top yeah, somewhere. Sure. I, yeah, for <laughs> sure. You know? I Yo, totally I... Agree. The only reason that I know how to cook anything, like, Mexican style yeah. is because I lived in the barracks in Okinawa and... Every weekend they were making something out on the grill, and I, I learned so much. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking sacrificing cows and shit. No, it like genuine like Tex-Mex cuisine, and Tex-Mex? pretty pretty good. <laughs> it was funny because whenever I came back from Okinawa, and I was home for a little bit before going to Brooklyn, um, one of the meals that I made for my parents was like uh, tamales and. Uh, it was guacamole and uh, pico de gallo. Pico de gallo. Pico de gallo. There was, but it was like this big old Mexican rice, big old like, like a meal, buffet, yeah. buffet of anything like Mexican style, and they absolutely loved it. <laughs> and they were yeah. like, "We like fleece navida." We thought whenever you came back from Japan, like you'd be making us yeah, like sushi, sushi or yeah. something. <laughs> fucking racist. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're eating in Mexico tonight. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I had a roommate from Nepal, and she taught me how to measure water when cooking rice, and like you the knuckle your, method. Well, yeah, she kind of she did this right. I use and the knuckle then method right here, like. And I took a picture of it. I have it to this day. Yeah. Was it was like the inch, like an inch or whatever is like know. your first just, centimeter. You got to feel like it. Two. You got to feel it. So the way that I was taught was like <laughs> you, if you touch the rice and it's 
at your first knuckle, like that should be about an inch or so. Right. Like yeah. that oh, level of down. water should be how much water you should have in the rice before it starts cooking. Yeah. I go straight to the bottom and then just like feel it out from there. I just yeah. fill that bitch up and I'm like, hey, if it overflows, yep. I'm putting a spoon on it. <laughs> I've seen it on Tinder or fucking Snapchat or whatever. Fucking Tinder. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Tinder has the best recipes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the herpes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Hey, I won't tell that story. Why? I got, no, I come really, on. See, don't hold back. You can't say herpes and then say, yeah. no, nah, I'm not going to tell Look, okay. don't hold back. Right. Feel comfortable. No, this is going to be the funniest fucked up. And I don't I don't mean being COVID and shit. Uh, I don't know. They forced us to get the vaccine. I don't know if you guys got it or what. No. No? Yeah. I, they were going to give us a boot, and now they took that back. They were like, oh, oh yeah. Because like, it killed half of y'all. We ain't doing that shit. <laughs> Sorry. Like, mm-hmm. fucking heart inflammation and shit. Who knows what no, it, the effects are. But. It got a guy that I work with. He gave him a heart attack, and he's 18. That's what I'm saying. Jeez. Periocarditis. Yeah. Periocarditis. That's the one that I got. No, you want the one that's the DNA one. Not the mRNA? Yeah, you want the Johnson & Johnson. The DNA one, yeah. Dude, I feel like in 20 years, we're going to be seeing commercials that are like, have you or a loved one been affected by the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? Were you at Camp New River? Or (laughs) fucking Camp Lejeune? Mesothelioma. Yeah. Have you had the the fucking COVID vaccine while drinking New River water out of Camp (laughs) Lejeune? Yeah. Why? Why wearing three M earplugs? What you say was? He just said me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Come on, tumor. Let's go. Uh, tumor. <laughs> you might be entitled to shit because everybody and their mom was there too. You fuck. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it, we really feel sorry for you. That's all yeah. we wanted to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Yeah. We're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, man, you think they're going to be okay? Uh, <laughs> no, Marine Corps getting all cancer and stuff? That's like yeah. whenever Apple came out with their uh, the Twitter post that was like, hey, remember whenever we put U2 uh, on everybody's phones? Yeah, oh, we're, we're totally sorry about that. <laughs> you said that? I love you. Yeah, it was so funny. Because they put like U2's newest album on everyone's that. iTunes. Yeah. And they were like, they just forced it on everybody. Like, didn't oh. ask them if they wanted to download it or not. Dude, we got seven minutes and, to get into this, and you better hit right. hard. Yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. just it. Like, Apple was like, hey, uh, we're totally sorry about that. <laughs> did you hear about Google, though? How they, like, demolished the whole world's internet for 40 minutes? No. So I was listening to a JRE, like a Joe Rogan podcast, like this afternoon. And there's a guy that was like a coder, and he talked about that. Like his website got shot down. So like it almost, I don't know, I was kind of going into how okay. like big corporations were always, you know, they're always doing something. But they have Apple's so much doing. control over the free internet. Yeah. It's it's kind of wild. Like, And so even like being in New York, I can be censored for uh, – there's a company called Ghost Gunner, mm-hmm. right? And they, they produce 80% lowers and a CNC machine so you can produce your own right. firearms, which is totally Without, legal yeah. federally, right? But because I'm in New York, that side is blocked mm-hmm. just because they see what, what the tower, is yeah, what the content is yeah. and what tower I'm at. But like if what I were if to get an EPM or what, what a are VPN, yeah. a yeah, virtual VPN. private yeah. network, yeah, you could totally get away with doing it there. But it's... It's just that censorship for the everyday kind of person trying to reach out and do that kind of thing that mm-hmm. is constitutional. So it, I don't know the 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 control of the free internet. It's it's not really free anymore because corporations like that have so much power over it. Oh yeah, for sure. But well, y'all, we're wrapping up a pot. The, the second part flew by, did it not? It really did, yeah. Like, I was nervous the first podcast, yeah. but this one was, well, maybe a little little bit of, you know, drinky-poo kind of thing, but... Well, you're stirring a cocktail with a fucking M16 over there. Relax. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a key train. But, yeah, no, like, uh, I. anyways, I'll just say this. I appreciate it. I don't think you guys want a third. Probably not. It's getting late. Yeah, it's I getting mean, late. Yeah, we can just... We'll chill out. We'll just. I all I know is I need a potty break myself. Yeah, I gotta see them facility, Joe. Yeah, but uh, thank you. I mean, a million times. I appreciate y'all being on the podcast and talking uh, about you know personal things, your views, whatever. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, oh, thank and I mean, you, I I wanted to sit down and do this the one of the times that I was home with you because uh, I was 
on my way driving back from California back oh, to that New long York. Travel, yeah. That long travel, like I, I wish it was still fresh in my head because we could have done an entire mm-hmm. podcast about just that. But maybe, maybe some other day, maybe I'll do another cross country trip from California to Brooklyn. Yeah. So you got to start journaling that, man. I know. Save those yeah. memories. Save sure. it. Well, I took pictures the entire time. Uh, I was trying to get like cool pictures of my truck in yeah. each state, so that way I can make like a map of my truck that are like cut out in the shapes mm. of those states. Oh, that'd be bitchin'. It wouldn't it? Yeah, like cool. I would totally put that up on yeah. my wall. <laughs> sure. But uh, maybe some other time we'll do a podcast like that. So. Yeah, that'd be neat. I mean, what do you think, Chelsea? Uh, yeah, you've been sure. traveling now too. Like, you got any cool like things that you? I don't know. What's your end goals for life? We got three oh, minutes. Shit. Go ahead. What's? How about both you? Let's I'll, encapsulate your entire life in three right. minutes. How about this? I'll give you a minute. Bo gets a minute. Just tell okay, me sure. what your future goals are for 2023 and where you want to go with yeah, life. Yeah, my future goals in a five-year goal. In five years, I think I want to like get some land, move the hell out of New York City for like mental sanity, and like get a little fresh air and like breathing room, and try to live kind of like a just chill bohemian lifestyle, just away from that fucking shit. You know what I mean? But still involved. You know, I'll make a commute, but I don't know for now. But then I want to completely move out and like go somewhere exotic or maybe out west. I don't know. I like it out there. It's, did you guys ever go out there? No? Like yes. West West? Yeah, West yeah, like West. California West. Yeah, California, well, no, no, not that far, not that far. Colorado. Like somewhere in the desert. I do Colorado. Yeah. Colorado's like beautiful. I love Colorado. Okay. I don't know, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. What do you think, Bo? What do you got, bud? Uh, near future, got orders of Bahrain, so I'll be spending a year over there. Uh, it's by, what, Iraq and uh, Iran across the sea from there, but it's a tiny little island. I've been told it's Kirkland brand Dubai, so that'll be fun. Um, but after that, uh, I'm still deciding what I'm going to do whenever I grow up. So like what I'm going to do as far as like stay in the Marine Corps or get out of the Marine Corps. Right. So I put in, uh, my request to be in California, uh, near the Los Angeles area. So if I do decide to stay in, probably going to stay in California for at least three years, but past that still haven't really decided. So. I just, I'm kind of living by my coattails. Maybe I'll retire at 38 with the Marine Corps, or maybe I'll get out and try to do something yeah, live a, a little life, more holistic live a in life Missouri. You're, you're proud of. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, you're the, you're the final, like, you're the final say so. You, you are the judge and the executioner at that day. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. it sucks because you wish you could live both lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you never know what, what is going to be in store for you even tomorrow. So. I'm, I'm just living as long as I have fun. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing and, and keep to it and do it the best I can, you know? Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Thank you, everybody, for uh, joining the Cross Bar. Thank you. Thank Bing you. Bing bong.